It's Edmonton's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hello, this is Mario Tonaguzzi coming to you today with Edmonton's podcast, a member of Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Edmonton, Alberta, so you can listen, discover, and engage. Today's guest is Dan Belostotsky, founder of Honest Door, which is an online tool for real estate information, and he's also founder of Auto Capital, his private investment company. Welcome to the show, Dan, and thanks for taking the time to be here for our listeners. Hope I didn't butcher your last name. Thank you very much. Okay, tell us a little bit about Auto Capital and, and what it does. Sure. Uh, after I sold one of my companies, fell on a little bit of money, it's now just turned into my private investment company. Uh, I've invested in a lot of different startups, some blockchain companies, as well as real estate. Uh, mostly now, it's been real estate investing. And um, yeah, we do projects kind of all over Edmonton, you know, some more interesting than others, but we try to come up with some pretty cool ones to do here in the city. Okay, so one of your newest ventures is this Honest Door uh, online uh, website and tool. Tell us yeah. a little bit about what that is uh, involved. Sure. Um, I'll tell you why, I guess, in a minute, why it was created. But what it does, it just provides people with as much information as they wanted on either their home or a home that they'd want to buy or just real estate trends in general. Um, and it's being pretty well received. I mean, this information has really never been available. Uh, it was available for a split second in Toronto, and, and it's available really nowhere in the country um, with the amount of data that we're providing right now. And so from what I understand from the website, you're providing information on what specific things about home? Sure. So if you go on our site and you go to honestor.com and you put in an address, put in your address is naturally what people do first. It brings you to a property profile page and you kind of click through that. You could find out the honest store price. So what we'll give you is uh, when it was last sold, uh, that particular property. We'll also provide you with the transaction history. So if it was sold last year for 500, uh, you know, we'll have that noted. If it was sold the year before that for 400K, that'll be noted. And we also have our honest store price. So we have a team of machine learning scientists that actually created a model. And the more data we put in, then uh, you know the more accurate our model becomes. So we actually have a valuation of your home that changes every single day. So uh, it is a starting point. We don't claim to be you know the real estate expert. We don't know of all the upgrades you've done in your home. So it, it is a starting point, but it's pretty neat. We also have included permits, which is pretty cool. So we know if any house has a permit for a basement renovation or a hot tub. Uh, I don't even know what other permits there are, but there's a whole long list of, of permits and the work that was completed on every property. Um, so you could actually track if there was a flood or a fire at a property um, because that's all there. Um, we have assessment data, neighborhood trends. There's more information than you need, but some really interesting information that will help people make decisions. Tell me what the benefits are of doing business in Edmonton. Sure. Um, yeah, everyone wants to go to other cities, but Edmonton's a pretty good starting point for business because there's, you know, it's still being industrialized. There's not much here. Um, you know, even for real estate development, there's a lot of opportunity to buy land. I mean, if you want to go buy land in Vancouver right now and put up a building, 
uh, it would be extremely expensive for that land. So that's very cool. Um, and this type of product isn't anywhere in the country, Honest Door. Um, so it really could have been done anywhere else. Uh, there's a version of it in the United States called Zillow. I mean, Zillow is very focused on a couple different models right now and certainly in the listing space. Um, but a pure transparency play, um, you know, we think has really never been done, especially not for free. What are, uh, as an entrepreneur, what are the challenges right now in Edmonton uh, for doing business? Edmonton probably, you know, as we all know, doesn't have as much funding as other cities. Um, you know, I've been rejected for funding, um, not funding as if like, you know, I went to investors. I've really, this was out of my own money, but there's a lot of grant programs coming out of the government. And you're naturally, some people are just better at writing them. Uh, that doesn't mean they have a better business or a better track record than me. They just wrote exactly, you know, what they wanted to hear and they got the funding, which kind of sucks um, because I thought I had a good track record and a good idea. Um, but yeah, I think that there's not enough funding and I don't know. I mean, I'll test the space when I actually go to market and say, hey, like we want to raise some serious money and expand the business. Uh, and I'll, I'll let you know what the investor sentiment is like here. But from... Uh, you know, the government helping entrepreneurs, I think that's there, but I think it's very difficult to weed through and, and there's not that much capital for entrepreneurs to start off. And I, and I talk to them all the time. My office is in a, in a tech startup space here at the Mercer warehouse. And, and I, I talk to a lot of companies and they just don't have that, uh, that accessibility. They're always just, you know, grinding till midnight. There's no money to hire anyone to help them. What are you um, uh, most excited about uh, Honest Door these days? Um, I'm excited that we're getting a lot of traffic. You know, I think over the last two weeks, we're probably close to 20,000 unique views. So that's extremely promising. I mean, we did have some press, which was interesting. Um, but I'm excited that, you know, I've been working on it for so long and trying to put this data together that people are actually coming, right? When I closed my eyes, I would hope that, you know, people would come to the site. And now that we've actually turned it into a reality, and it did get on the news and the radio and, you know, you'd like to talk to us. Um, it's all reassuring that, hey, this is a step in the right direction. And, and the fact that we're getting so much feedback saying we love it and so many people using the site, um, you know, we couldn't be happier. We hope people continue to use the site because that will allow it to stay free. So we're really hoping that stays the same. What's your vision for it for the, for the future going forward? Um, you know, I, I don't really know the exact vision. I mean, there's a whole, we've got a, probably a plan of five directions we'd like to take it. Right now, we're really just focused on consumer usage. Um, we want to keep providing really interesting data, um, making really cool models out of the data, really figuring out, hey, like not only what your home is worth, a couple of new features we have coming in the pipeline, or hey, um, this is what you could rent your home for. Or if you're going to Airbnb your home, uh, this is what you could possibly get. Or we have a, a rental prediction model that we're actually um, working on with an economist to say, hey, this is possibly what your home will be worth next year uh, based on a whole number of different factors. Uh, so right now, I think we want to keep engaging users. And really, we want them at the starting point of the transaction. If people come to our site before they go to a listing site or any other site, then, then we're happy. Okay. What was the, the, the biggest challenge you faced uh, in starting this, this up? Well, you need to find people that will work with you and not really get paid in hopes that this thing will turn into something, right? I didn't just you know, hire a bunch of people at outrageous salaries and say, we're going to get this done. We kind of went a little bit slower. Uh, you know, Putting all this data together is a massive pain. 
Uh, it comes from different sources and different variables. And I don't even know how it all works, but it's, there's a lot of Excel sheets going around and, and it's very, very difficult. So um, I'm, just, I'm just happy and surprised that it all kind of made it online and it actually works quite seamlessly now. Now, if you're looking in hindsight, um, what do you know now that you wish you would have known when you first started? Yeah, that's a good question, Mario. I don't, I don't really know what I know now. I guess we're, <laughs> st- we're still in the weeds tra- trying to find our way out. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that I was always just worried, you know, like any business, you always hesitate, like, will anyone care? Will they not? I'm, should I commit my time? But, you know, you have to trust your instincts. And, and we did. We just went a little bit slower and we weren't sure if we should do it. So, you know, to any business entrepreneurs out there, um, you know, speed is one thing, but uh, persistence is another. So, you know, we didn't go that fast, but we kind of persevered and we still made it out of the woods um, later than we would have hoped, like most people doing anything, but we still made it out. So um, I would say just go with your gut and don't let people talk you out of what you're doing. Okay, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here and talk a little bit more about being an entrepreneur. Some of our best ideas come when we least expect them. I'm just wondering from your personal side of things, what do you do to disconnect, recharge, and get inspired uh, in Edmonton? Um, Well, I've got a little baby now. She's one and a half years old. So, you know, we hang out a lot. Uh, You kind of can really miss those years if you go to work in the morning and then come back at night and they're, uh, they're already off the, off the bed. You could really miss it. So I tend to come home a couple hours earlier and sometimes put a little more time in, um, later in the evening. So I do that, uh, you know, try to play some hockey and golf. I'm into sports and, um, you know, hanging out with friends, drinking a couple of beers on the patios, never a bad idea. Um, but that's pretty much, uh, yeah, what I do to recharge. I don't overwork. I know a lot of people do, um, you know, maybe I should, and maybe, uh, and that'll be better, but I don't tend to overwork. Uh, you know, I'm in an office sometimes where people work kind of, you know, the entire day and the entire morning. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you can be a little more efficient and, and live some of your life, because you never know, it's just kind of business or it's just a startup at the end of the day. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received about being an entrepreneur? Yeah, I don't know about the best piece of advice, but they always tell you you get your freedom. And that's very true. Um, That's probably the best part about being an entrepreneur is you can kind of do what you want. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you're just kind of screwing yourself, you end up working harder because you're more worried. Um, But that's pretty big. You know, if you want to go on a trip with your family or friends, and you're able to say, sure, I could leave on Wednesday, and you don't have to answer to anybody. I think that's a pretty powerful piece. Okay. Now everybody these days has a, a bucket list. What's on top of your bucket list these days? Ah, geez. Bucket list. I feel like I've, uh, I've done a few things already, but definitely a lot more to do. You know, starting this company was definitely on my bucket list. I'd done it before. And like anything in life, you're like, oh man, I can't believe I started a company and even managed to sell it. Um, I would never do that again. To kind of go back in where it's scary on an industry, in an industry that I really didn't know much about. That was pretty interesting. Like the most cliche thing, like people say, like anything that scares them is kind of interesting. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, definitely want to still travel the world, I've gone to a few places, but really want to have some pretty cool experiences in some countries that aren't, uh, you know, aren't as industrialized as Canada, you know. So mm-hmm. that, that's on my bucket list. If you weren't doing what you do now uh, for work, what would you do instead, do you think? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't uh, an excellent student. So, um, you know, entrepreneurship, uh, I'm glad I was being accepted right around the time I jumped into it. But, um, you know, I don't really have any secret, secret talents. Um, I think my secret talent is just, you know, trying to 
find a real cool market fit, um, or even sometimes copycatting. I know it sounds, you know, negative, but, uh, sometimes really good entrepreneurs, I'm not saying I'm a really good one, but really good entrepreneurs tend to copy uh, models and tweak them a little bit and, and make them for the better. So I'd say, um, you know, that that's kind of been my skill to kind of copycat businesses a little bit and make them a little bit better. But apart from that, I don't think I would have uh, any special talents. I used to wash windows in university. So maybe I have a big window washing empire. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people read books, uh, you know, to, for personal development, for business development, career development. Is there any book that you read uh, recently or in in the past that really influenced you and had a, a mark on you uh, uh, for being an entrepreneur? Um, you know what? I'm not, in truth, a massive reader. Um, I've read a lot of books. I tend to start books and, and not finish them. Um, get bored really easily. Um, you know, the last one I probably read was Outliers. Um, you know, statistics I find very interesting. You know, and, and who knows if they have any merit. So, um, you know, I always joke with my wife. Our daughter's born January sixth, and there's just so many statistics saying, you know, if you're born, uh, you know, it's close to January and you're the biggest baby in the room, that uh, they'll be successful. I think that might only be true with sports. I'm not even sure. Um, so anyway, um, I, I read that kind of stuff. I really do look a lot into statistics. Um, I try to take nuggets. There's so many different ways to read now. There's so many different cool apps out there um, that can summarize books for you in like 20 minutes. So I've been, I've been looking into that. But yeah, I was going to mention kind of, Mario, even back up a second on one of your questions. Um, for kind of entrepreneurs out there kind of almost like looking for an idea or how do you become an entrepreneur or something like that. Um, you know, when I sat down and was like, Hey, what idea am I going to start next? I really dove into some, like I, I actually researched what I think I know a little bit more than the average person and what I was kind of passionate about. And I had a list of like, you know, 50 ideas and like over the days and weeks, I would kind of cross them out. So it wasn't like, Oh my God, like I must do this. There's such a massive gap. Like I really almost researched and created the market that I felt like I would stay interested in the longest because if you're not interested in it, you'll eventually die out because if you're on year three and you haven't even launched or whatever year that is, I mean, there has to be that kind of burning passion there. Okay. If you had to pick one word to describe yourself, what would it be and why? Um, persistent. Uh, that's, that's the best way I could describe myself. All right. Outside of Edmonton, is there a favorite place you have in the world? Um, I went to school for just over a year in Los Angeles. I went with my wife at the time. Uh, that's probably, uh, the place we love. I mean, you're in flip flops 365 days of the year. Uh, it's such a diverse city. It's just super cool. Um, so maybe, uh, yeah, we'd like to get back there more frequently. We are creatures of routine. Um, do you have a, a daily routine that you follow religiously? No, no routine. Um, you know, sometimes I'll go to bed late. Sometimes I'll go to bed early. Um, sometimes I'll play with my daughter in the morning. You know, sometimes I won't. Sometimes I'll go work out. I have no routine to any day. Why is that? Why do you think you have? I don't know. Like that? Um, you know, I try to get into a routine sometimes and it actually feels nice. But I just feel like something's always coming up or maybe someone wants to go hit a couple of golf balls or something like that and I can't turn it down. So I just never kind of take my days that seriously, I guess. Oh, okay. Dan, I'm going to ask you kind of a, a different oddball type question. Um, and just imagine a beautiful tropical island in the middle of the ocean with one phone booth and no internet. 
Uh, we're going to drop you off there, uh, so you won't have any technology at all. But at any time, you can use the phone on the island to call a boat, and we'll come pick you up. How long do you think you'd last before making that phone call? And what do you think you'd be doing while you were there? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that I would Especially last... the guy with you, like yourself that's involved in technology so much, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm involved. I you know, tend to be quite social. Um, I don't think I would last very long on this island. Uh, I'd probably get scared, uh, you know, by the end of the week, I'd be like, all right, that was a cool experience. I'm glad I enjoyed it for a week and I'd probably get out of there. I know some people may want to stay there forever, but yeah, I enjoy people. I enjoy friends and family. So I'm sure I'd be out of there pretty quick. Okay, Dan, thanks a lot. Uh, would you like to add anything before you leave us today? Anything about being an entrepreneur or entrepreneurship? Not really. I just the most cliche things that you constantly always hear that like, hey, this may not work or hey, this is stupid. Um, if you really feel inside and you're, you know, um, a reasonable minded person and, and you kind of know that about yourself, you really got to keep following through with what you're doing. You know, again, I wasn't a great student. I didn't know if all the things that I was going to do in life you know, would work and, and some of them did and some of them didn't. And so you really just have to, you really just have to trust yourself. And if things take longer, you still have to persevere because nothing's ever perfect. There's a different mind you step on every day. Uh, and if you could have a few people to talk to along the way, that's very important. So that's it. Okay. Thanks, Dan, for being our guest today on Edmonton's podcast. Thank you very much, Mario. Hey there. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to Edmonton's podcast on Canada's podcast network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes. And then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Canada's podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.